All around us are people who've struggled and succeeded. Now they're changing their lives and the world around them in their own unique ways. Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies bring you these stories and more from the people who make things happen. This is Success Insight. Good morning, everybody. This is Howard Fox, and I am one of the uh, founders of the Success Insight podcast, and I'm very excited uh, to introduce you to a gentleman that I've grown to know, gotten to know, uh, past a couple years uh, as we have been uh, on the entrepreneurial business building journey. And this is a gentleman that uh, helps people within the social media space. And I'm very excited to uh, introduce to you and for you to learn more about Jonathan Christian, the founder of We Make Stuff Happen. Jonathan, welcome to Success Insight. Oh my goodness, Mr. Howard Fox, the man, the myth, the legend. Drum roll. Well, you're the legend too. Uh, well, Jonathan, you know, when we uh, met a couple of years ago and I learned a, more about you and the, and the social media and your journey, because uh, you help people uh, with, you know, telling their story as to, to, to grow their business. And, uh, and you've got a pretty fascinating story as well, how you got to where you are today. And, you know, the in Success Insight, this, this show is about ultimately success, but the insight is something where along this journey, something happens, some events, a conversation, a hint, and all of a sudden the world changes. And no doubt in the work that you're doing, you know, people are, are affected by the work you do for them on their behalf. And, and so I, I'm curious, you know, before we talk about some of those stories, some of the insights that led you along this path. So maybe you can share a little bit about yourself. I, I'd be honored to. Um, my surname is Christian, as you said, and I was brought up in a very small island community off the UK called the Isle of Man. And my family history has been traced back to 1176. So by carrying on... It's a long time. It's quite a long time. <laughs> Gotta love the churches for births, deaths, and marriages registers. Um, so I, I, carry, uh, I carry a legacy of, uh, of quite, a, quite a hefty surname. And um, I was brought up in a third-generation family business. My grandfather started it. Uh, my dad took it over when my grandfather died. And, um, and then I took it over for my dad, actually, not long after, um, not long after I left school. So I was always brought up in this service mindset. Um, my grandfather was, you know, just very well respected in the community. He sold central heating oil and farm fuel. My dad took it over, super well respected in the community. And it was never because of them as entrepreneurs. It was them because of the type of men that they were, always willing to help people, always willing to go out of the way to, to, to make a solution happen. And, and that's how I was brought up. I had my own business when I was 16, um, met my wife, we got married, um, left the old man, moved to England because we just wanted to do more in life. Lived near London for about seven years, moved again because we wanted to do more in life. Eventually ended up in Vancouver, Canada with uh, three children because we wanted to do more in life. And when I say wanted to do more in life, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help more people. Sure, I make money out of helping people more times than not, but that's not my real reason. Mm -hmm. the, the world's my stage. I mean, really is. The way the internet is today, I can do anything for anybody anywhere. And I'm that's, so excited about that. And, that's the beauty um, of it. 
it's it's fantastic and zoom and podcasts and just communication tools now are so easy to adapt um that uh, I, I get so excited every day that uh, I have this global community that, that need my help. And I love it. So how did you decide? So you had a, you had a career, you know, you were in the family business for a while. Then you mentioned you had a career, a job in the, and it's interesting when you say career, job, yes. passion. There's differences between all three of those. Uh, the job you left in the Isle of Man what was that before then you moved sure. to London? Good question. So it was a family oil business. That was so it was the oil, but that was, the, was oil. the oil business. Yeah. And okay. then that was bought out by a multinational oil company. That's a good thing and to happen. That was a great thing to happen. And the goodwill of the business was basically me. Okay. Uh, and my father's name and, and everything that went with this. Certainly not a oil tankers. They were not quite as good as theirs. Um, but we had a family history and we had a very, very big book of business. And that was a very loyal book of business. So that's why I joined and I said, hey, I outgrew I, I the Isle of Man. There wasn't a contract to be written that I hadn't written. So they moved me to the head office in London. And for seven years, I served their company. And again, pretty much achieved everything I set out to achieve. I had the best results of any area manager in the company. Yeah. And everybody kept saying, oh, he's got the best real estate. He's in the best area. He just got it lucky. And it's like, I work my ass off, my friend. Can you I say but uh, <laughs> I work my tail off. And, that's um, very interesting, and that's a common mindset. Is we, you know, when we we see others being very successful, we 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 often, not always, but we often compare ourselves to them. Well, I'm just as good as them, but the reason I'm not successful is because there's something unique about their territory, something they were given, yeah. and we oftentimes don't step back and say, well, what is he doing? What can I learn from him about how he is doing? She is doing his or her work. And what can I learn? How can I grow? And so yeah. this mindset, this building a goodwill, helping people, that is what helped make you successful. You know, as you sold the firm, you went to London and, you know, getting all those accolades. I mean, it's, is there, is this, does this come natural? Is this a part of just well, upbringing? Is it, it just I lessons it, learned? I think it was. I mean, I think it's in my DNA. I genuinely do. Um, I think entrepreneurs are born, not made. I mean, you, there's something in you that just gets you going that you can't necessarily give to somebody else. Um, and I have that gift. I know I do. But what was interesting with the oil company was I stopped back because I didn't think I was doing anything different than anybody else, but certainly my numbers portrayed something dramatically different. And when we analyzed it, their staff turnover was was massive and they were constantly hiring, constantly training, constantly going backwards to go forwards. I hardly had any staff turnover at all. And over a four or five year period, the loyalty that I built out of my team was insanely high. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we kept winning because we were a team and we were a long serving team. And I always said to people, I said, you know what? Nobody works for me, but a heck of a lot of people work with me. And that single philosophy has served me my whole life through. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And with that philosophy, those, those seven years in London, you can you move to Vancouver, another uh, beautiful, beautiful place. place. Yes. And what, what, what is the life now in Vancouver? What are you doing? So life in Vancouver is phenomenal. I, I mean, I moved without a job. It was like burn the ships on the beach. And uh, this was a move we were not, uh, taking lightly and um 
took me a while to get a job, to be honest. I didn't think it would, but it did. So I ended up going back into corporate, which is not something I really truthfully wanted to do. But I worked for a large, large department store. I became sales director. Mm-hmm. had over 800 people working for me. Philosophy just kicked back in. Loved it. But what I didn't love was the 70 plus hours a week, working every weekend. And looking at my family, it's like, I moved continents to have a better life. And I'm back where I was. Right. So this has to change. So in 2004, gosh, you're my age now, I called it a day on my corporate career and set up my own business, which was to Jonathan Christian Consultancy. And my tagline was making profits for nonprofits. Because <laughs> that was my passion. The nonprofit space. Absolutely. I loved how did that, it. How did that passion, where did that come from? Well, um, as pronounced to my name, a lot of people say, you know, people say, so are you? I went, what? Should a Christian? I went, <laughs> funny enough, yeah, I am. Um, but I'm not a very religious person. I'm very much a, a faith person. And I respect so many other people's faiths. But um, I had worked with an organization in the UK for the last two years that I left there that uh, had a, an amalgamation of 16 churches uh, fundraising to raise money to uh, open up a high street store that was an ecumenical sort of non-religious um safe place where people would go and have coffee and read a book and um it was something that i was very passionate about and i led that project and we opened it and you know what 19 years later that business is still in business and is still profitable because of the model that i helped create and um i just could see from the success that i had with that one project just how many nonprofits just didn't have the business savvy and experience that they really needed Mm-hmm. But to survive in the world. They had the passion, but they didn't have the entrepreneurial savvy to go with that. So that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to help charities all over the place just make a difference. <laughs> the reality of it is they're called nonprofits for a reason. <laughs> of course, yes, yes. And it wasn't too long, maybe a year, that I had another epiphany, which is like, okay, I'm helping a lot of people, but I'm not helping my family here. Um, right. So I had to shift my balance of for-profit and not-for-profit in our business mix. And, and how um, did that uh, shift start to occur? Well, I was fully engaged with three different charities, and they were paying me what they could, and bless their hearts, but it, it was nowhere near what I could make. So I decided to, to dilute the mix. Um, so I went down to two full-time charity gigs, full-time, um, full-time for them. And I took on um, one private client and then another private client. And before I knew it, I was at seven and um, my balance was such that I wanted to give at least 10% of my time away. So at least 10% of our company time was, was serving charities. Um, and I was getting, uh, that's, a, uh, that's t- like tithing in a way. That's, what, that's tithing, but tithing with time because I truthfully didn't have the money to give, but I had the time to give. Sure. I understand. To me, that was just equally valuable. And yes. um, we still do that to this day, actually, uh, even with the, I don't know how many clients we serve, hundreds, but um, there is a, still a mix of not-for-profit that, that nobody knows that um, get the same service as everybody else. They just don't necessarily pay at all, or if they do, they pay a very, very you know, small stipend for Sure, it. sure. And what, uh, so you, now you're, you've got this uh, growing, budding business with uh, the consulting, your work, having private clients, the, the non-profits. What other shifts came into into play that really, you know, took you on this trajectory where you're at right now with We Make Stuff Happen? And how do I'm actually curious, and I hope you'll uh, share with the audience is 
where did we make stuff happen come from? Because I, I actually love it. I love it. Uh, so oh, how did you start gosh. to make this, stuff happen? This story puts the hairs on my arms standing up every single time. <laughs> um, 2008, the wonderful year of the Great Depression since the 1930s that we all sadly remember too, all too well. Oh, yes. And um, it, was a, it was a trifold year for me. My, my mother passed away, who was a matriarch of our family, and I had no idea how much influence she had in my life until she wasn't there. Mm. Um, most of our marketing business in 2008 dried up because a lot of people just decided they could save money. And that was the first place they should save money. Despite right. me saying this is actually the place that you should spend your money. Yes. And just to add a double whammy to all that, I was badly rear-ended in a car accident at a red light. And, um, disc in my neck was so badly herniated. I was in chronic pain lost the use of my right arm through my tricep nerve. And um, I ended up by the end of 2008 in a very, very dark hole. Um, very little business, if any at all, to be truthful. Um, lost the main influence in my life, which was my mom in chronic pain. Uh, truthfully, I, I was chewing Oxycontin like M&Ms. And wow. that was the only thing that was, and, and no hallucinogenic effects. Don't ask me how, but Never tripped me out at all. It was just the only thing that nulled the pain. Tylenol T3s were okay, but Oxy was my, was my jam and terrible admission to say, but that's the only thing that was working. Mm. And a good friend of mine, Howard Olson, who I'd heard at a conference speak in Niagara Falls. Uh, he lived in Vancouver. We'd connected. Just called me up one day and said, hey, I've got a two-day workshop at the Vancouver Club. It's on you know, high-ticket sales development. Do you want to come? And, and he said, before you answer, I know things have not been good for you this year. This ticket's on me. So we sat in the Vancouver club for two days. We brainstormed and he said to me, of all the consultants that I've ever met, you're one of the few guys who's willing to take his jacket off, roll up his sleeves and do stuff. He said, mm -hmm. I think you're the guy that makes stuff happen. I went, you know, I am. I've always said that life's about people and stuff, whatever this stuff is, mm -hmm. has value and integrity. We get the people part right. We can do this. So we don't go daddy, not a word of a lie. Uh, November 11th, no, November 8th. Uh, 2018, we make stuff happen.com, $8.99, best money I ever spent. <laughs> and no, the rest doubt, no doubt about that. You know, and so last week when, I mean, you and I uh, keep uh, in touch with each other yes. through a variety of activities. And I remember last week with, well, actually before we go there, with the with the, the uh, creation of we make stuff happen, what and you had the energy or the injury, you're recovering from it. What what additional shifts occur between what you were doing pre-injury yes. to post? Was there is there a shift so there? The huge shift was one person. His name was Neil Garden, and my my daughter was um, in a very progressive high school. My eldest daughter and in grade eleven, they actually had an elective called entrepreneurship. So grades 11 through 12, they could actually do a class called entrepreneurship, which Gemma uh, chose to do. And they were all assigned a business mentor from the local community. I didn't know this fellow at all. And I was looking at the emails that he and Gemma were exchanging on this event planning business that she had an idea to create. And I was amazed at his wisdom. So I, I wrote to him myself just to thank him for going out of his way to invest in, in my daughter and that I'd love to meet him sometime. So we did. We met for tea. Uh, he, he was an incredible man. He could make a tea bag last three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept adding hot water. But anyway, that's 
that was Neil. He knew how to save some money, but also he knew how to make a lot of money and come up with a lot of ideas. And he helped me um, at a very dark place because he could see what I, where I was at with my surgery that was coming up. He could see where I was at, really not with any clients, but he could also see that I was doing something different. And that was investing my time in learning a new skill, which was social media. Right. So I set up Facebook uh, already. I just then went on to set up Twitter. I set up my YouTube account, my LinkedIn, which is pretty much the state of social media at the time. And he kept, um, he kept saying to me, so how's that social media thing going? I said, oh, it's very interesting. Very interesting. I said, do you know what, Neil? I think this is the biggest shift in communication since the Roman roads. Mm. He said, do you not think it's just a fad? It's not just for kids. I said, absolutely not. I really do not believe that. I think this is it. And he said, well, I have an e-zine. It's called Marketing Dangerously. I, rent, I write twice a week. goes out to about 3,500 people. I have a very high open rate. Maybe you'd like to write to me. Would you like to be a guest writer on social media? Become our social media expert. And this was early 2009 when most businesses didn't even have it in their mix, let alone con- were considering investing in it. So for the best part of a year, I was a, I was a Thursday columnist. <laughs> you know, marketing dangerously. It's amazing the the chance encounters we have. There's an old uh, quote from Goethe that my own coach, when I was going through coach training, shared, and it it dealt with. And I will share this on the on the podcast itself in a transcript. Is when you know these is these seemingly insignificant events come together to conspire to make things happen and once you recognize and then commit to that change more and more things happen so that you know as your daughter's taking that uh you know that 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 event planning project and hey i gotta meet this guy and then that conversation leads to more conversations which leads to opportunities and that's that is how things happen these seemingly insignificant events and they just blossom they do they do so, so Neil and I joined forces. We created a, a meetup on meetup.com, uh-huh. April 2010, and we called it the Social Media Challenge. And we set ourselves a challenge, and could a business grow using social media for 90 days? And we documented it every single day as a blog, and we, we ran this meetup on the prevalence of come, come and join us and see what we're up to and see if this might help you too. There was no charge, and um, we had 24 people come to the first meetup. And I tell you, within six months, we had 60 or 70 people. We kept having to change venues because so many local businesses were super interested in this new tool called social media. And, you know, was this the the next best thing? And um, I became a circuit speaker in the local business community for BNIs and Chambers of Commerce and Lunch and Learns. And even, even churches were having me in to speak to women's groups about social media. And honestly, I, I, so many clients I can, go back to one specific free talk that I gave for half an hour, an hour, wherever I was about the power of storytelling in social media and how the world is just craving authenticity and just be yourself and business will come your way. Almost definitely. And the, this picture that I had seen on face that you had posted on Facebook, was that from one of those meetup groups? That was it wasn't my meetup group. It was a local uh, BNI, I think it was. Um, okay. It was probably seven or seven. I think it was seven years ago. It was one of those time hops where I, my Facebook memory sort of takes you back to way back. And um, 24 people in a big circle in the back room of a restaurant 
seven in the morning, came to hear my one hour presentation on all they need to be doing with social media to be successful. And, Excellent. Um, yeah. So what, so if we jump forward to today, what is we make stuff happen today? What are you doing today to make stuff happen for your clients? And then I'd love to get a story or two of, you know, what have they been struggling with and how you have, how we make stuff happen in your team. Cause I know behind Jonathan <laughs> yes, Christian there, there is there's a huge team, including your, your lovely wife uh, is supporting you or the firm to get to make to also make stuff happen. So what I found with social media was um, you start a great story, you start a connection and then people go to um, find you online. Uh, so they might go to your LinkedIn profile or your Google my business or your website, go figure. And the trail goes cold because there's nothing there or, or what is there is not of substance. So we started to get into the website business of making websites that work, making websites that actually tell a story. So by the time people call you, they're not asking about your services. They're just asking about when you can start. Mm -hmm. That's the secret of a good website. And then I subcontracted a number of people, one of which was a lady called Lindsay Carlson, um, who's now our director of development and is a full-time staff member now, but was a contractor. And most of our team now were independent contractors who have just come together and we formed a company and now we're a, a very viable seven figure business with uh, six full time employees. We still have a number of amazing contractors who are very loyal to us. So, so we're really in the digital marketing space today. So it, within the digital marketing space, what, so it's not just website development. What are the other components of the web of the, so of the a, lot of, a lot of it is branding. I mean, we all need a personal brand these days um, to make a difference because right. social media has become very crowded. So you have to stand out and that's the quality of your pictures, your e-signature on your email, your business card, how you show up on your website. That has to have a consistent theme. Definitely. So we spend a lot of time in personal branding and creating those style guides. And then we also spend a lot of time in storytelling, really helping people get their story out there. So that 15 second elevator pitch, the five minute sort of uh, bio talk, the, the one pager, the half an hour keynote, that one hour keynote. We spend a lot of time helping people be able to tell a story in such a way that it's not about them. It's about the solution that they provide and the problems that they fix. And the examples that they use through that are typically solutions that they've helped for other people. I very rarely say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Cause that's, right. That's what other people do, and it's, it, I, I hate it, to be truthful. And I use that word strongly because I really cannot stand these internet gurus who are dropping the keys to the Ferrari as they walk in the kitchen and, oh, I just came back from Bora Bora. It's like, good for you, buddy. But, you know, I'm in the business of helping people. I'm not in the business of you looking at me. I, uh, um, I, and I think there, I think that's where, and perhaps this is just why, you know, in our interactions with each other, we it, just being around, is just totally total resonance is I totally appreciate that message and that sharing and also the acknowledgement. I'm so happy to hear this is the power of the story. And it's, you know, we, we, you and I are not the heroes of this story. We're, we're a guide, a mentor, so to speak. Our clients are the heroes. They've just run into a little bit of a, you know, they've got an issue, a problem that or something needs to be solved and they've discovered us and it's our job 
to got to to help guide them to come to that resolution and you know what i would love uh, if you could share is there a story recently from one of your clients a little bit perhaps share about their their struggle how did they overcome the issue they were having through the work that we the we make stuff happen team oh my goodness sure so many but um i'll give you an example um i was and this is how it starts. One of my children was at a, a Christmas party. I went to pick her up. Uh, they were doing a movie night. The movie hadn't finished. I'm talking to the parents, didn't really know them. And the wife says, what, what is it that you do? So I explained to her, she said, oh my goodness, you need to meet my husband. Went to meet him, his name's Ken. He runs a kitchen cabinet company. He's a craftsman, beautiful working uh, woodworker and absolute introvert, absolute introvert. You'll hardly see him on Facebook very shy when he has his photograph taken, but he's a craftsman, Howard. And he took me, to, I met him at his shop. He showed me his work. He told me his biggest struggle was competing against the big box stores who can bring it all in from China, put it together. It looks good, but it doesn't last. He said, my stuff not only looks good, it lasts. And I struggled day in, day out, trying to show people, you know, why they should buy from me rather than somebody else. Cause he said, I'm not the cheapest, but you know, I have my own shop. I make everything by hand and my, my stuff's great. So we started to work together and we made a video of his process going right back 20 years, you know, since he left school and made his first table for his own apartment, his team, his wife, uh, his three kids, how they all work together as a family to have this amazing kitchen cabinet company. And um, six years on, they are busier than ever. Their website traffic gets insane amount of local hits. He's number one in like the top 80 categories on Google for any keyword that you can think of. He's all over Pinterest. His Facebook page is rocking. His Instagram is rocking. He has a great set of videos. And he's still making the woodcraft that he loves to do. The company's called Elite Woodcraft. Elite Woodcraft. Um, but we've been able to show him how to tell a story and bring other people around him because it's not his gift to tell a story. His gift is the wood, but his passion for customer service and creation is unbelievable. And I look at the family now and where they're at and um, I get such a sense of pride because I helped a great man be seen for his greatness without, without being um, putting him on a stage or putting him in front of people. We just embraced his, his uniqueness and told the story, you know? That's fantastic. And there, there are other, there are other tens of hundreds of other similar hundreds, clients. Literally. Yeah. Literally. What are some of the other in, so this gentleman was in woodworking. What are some of the other industries that you're also supporting? Oh my goodness. I'm just, does it really matter what you well, do? You know, yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> there are certain industries I don't do. Um, okay. Typically around, well, truthfully around pornography and gambling. <laughs> okay. Well, other than that, which is I get that for most people. Um, okay. But my goodness, I mean, I'm just looking, we have all our clients on a wall. I'm a post-it note kind of guy. So financial planning, uh, local politics, uh, a lawyer, a personal fitness trainer, um, uh, a home brew center where they make homemade wine, plumber, a physiotherapist, a chiropractic. Um, window manufacturer, notary. Uh, you're, you are a one-stop <laughs> shop. Anybody, you know, you also can be a, you know, Jonathan, we make the Jonathan Christian or we make stuff happen book of, uh, you know, book of referrals. So if you need this. That is so true. 
it, it's amazing how many of my clients end up working with another client because of the introductions that I see. Because I get to see the DNA of just what makes them tick. And I know the personalities that are going to gel and I know the personalities that will not. And I'm quite a matchmaker. I've even got marriages out of we make stuff happen. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That's very good to know. Not many, but no, I can definitely tell you a couple. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, listen, in, in, in the time we have uh, left, and I truly appreciate all the time you've given, yeah. uh, I'm curious about two, a couple of things. One, I want to make sure when our listeners are listening to the podcast, they know the best way to find you and and also get involved with we make the, the makes we make stuff happen team. So mm-hmm. let's kick that off first. So what's the best way to? Well, as you touch? just said, we make stuff happen. is absolutely where you'll find us. But we also write a hashtag, and that hashtag is make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much on. All you have to do is go to any social media platform that you use and put in that hashtag. You'll find our work. Okay, so. so that's the two ways w- that we get in touch. And I am much more of um, a Facebook guy than any other platform. Uh, so just Google my name, um, jump jump in Facebook and find me. And um, that's, that's where I'll be. That's fantastic. And uh, so, I mean, and I, folks, whoever is listening to this podcast, you've got to check out Jonathan and his, his team and their, and their great work they're doing. Jonathan, uh, two more questions. So I kind of lied. It's actually, there was three altogether. <laughs> the the oh, next man. question is if, if there's a, a budding entrepreneur, a budding business owner wants to get started, whatever it is they want to do, is there some books or a article that, you know, for you of late has been a real game changer that you would recommend for, someone yes. to go out and, and, and read yes there's two amazing books in fact i can put my hands in them right now because they're on my desk ah one is called they ask you answer that's a great friend of mine his name is marcus sheridan he had a similar 2008 story with a, a swimming pool company in uh, virginia and um he went all out on helping his clients make the right decision when they were buying a swimming pool and uh he has this, as I said, they ask you answer philosophy and it's, it's, it's a world game, game changer in the, in the content marketing service that uh, we all should be providing. So that's one I would surely recommend. The other one is, is a fellow that I know not terribly well. I know him very well through social media, but um, his name is Mark Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And here's a book called Known that came out last year. And it's called The Handbook for Building and Unleashing Your Personal Brand in the digital age. And we talked a lot about that. We all need a personal brand. And Chris Ducker wrote a great book um, called A Youpreneur about it. Mark wrote uh, Known. I've immersed myself in those two books this last year and really, really working on my own personal brand, but also our clients. But it still comes back to Marcus's um, book too. Like they ask, you answer. There's nothing I won't do to help somebody, whether I get paid or not. Excellent. And that's the secret is to keep paying it forward Mm-hmm. And it will pay back. I, that philosophy, I, I, I'm, I'm full on board with that philosophy. What's next for We Make Stuff Happen? Ooh, well, I'm trying to work myself out of a job. <laughs> um, in the best you. sense, because what I do best, Howard, is, is, is motivate and inspire and create stories. 
and take people to a whole new level. And I can do that from a big stage or in a small room or one-on-one. -on -one. And I have not had enough time to do that because we've been growing the business. Mm -hmm. Now we're at a point that there is not one task that happens within me, make stuff happen that somebody else isn't doing uh, instead of me. And probably in, in many ways better than me. So it's released me to get a lot more opportunity to go out and speak, to go out and work with our clients, you know, in their, in their workplace and really look at what's going on and help them create story for what I see. And that's where I'm going. So I, I travel several times a month now with my wife, which we just love. Um, way on our way to becoming million milers with Alaskan Airlines, bless their hearts. And um, that, that's where we're going. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jonathan, I truly, truly uh, appreciate you you know, taking part out of your day to join us here on Success Insight. And, you know, I, you know, will say it to the public, I truly value our friendship and just being able to get to know you uh, over the past couple of years and just uh, we'll, we'll continue to, uh, on our path of friendship and uh, just the, you know, your, your willingness to kind of contribute, you know, who you are, what, what, what we make stuff happen is and, uh, on on the, this uh, the Success Insight podcast. Howard, thank you. And you know, to, to pay it back too, you have helped me no no end of times. I mean, there was an event, if you recall, that I really wanted to go to and I wasn't quite sure and I'd miss a deadline for the room block and I was going to pay a ridiculous amount of money to stay in a hotel somewhere else. And I just, ah, it's just, I was mad at myself. And you went, hey, I'm already going. I have a double room. Come and share it. We didn't even really know each other that well. And you just extended it. You had your Hilton honors. You gave me free breakfast every day. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of guy you are. And, you know, when I've had some clients of late really struggle with their LinkedIn, and truthfully, I know how to do it. But I just couldn't give myself the opportunity to help them in that one field because I believe everybody should just have a depth of expertise of one field and, and major on that. You know, I picked up the phone and said, Howard, I have some people that really need your help. Is there any way you could squeeze me in some time, like, fast? Because these people have just left corporate. They were trying to get on the entrepreneur journey. You jumped right in, and, um, boy, did you make a difference. And i got to thank you for that. Well, it was my pleasure in any time, any time. Yeah. I mean, you, you know that. Anyway, so, I got you on speed dial, my friend. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, Jonathan. There you have it, folks. This is Howard Fox from Success Insight. So glad you... Uh, we're able to uh, meet Jonathan Christian, the founder of We Make Stuff Happen. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there and have a phenomenal day. And we'll see you again next time on Success Insight Podcast. Six Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies.